It's the setting up. That's where you put your effort. Be super diligent and push your effort into booking calls because the product is so good. The process is so good. You'll get good at it, right? Just get the reps in, but you got to get people on the phone and know also where to put your efforts. Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back, folks. I got a refill on, uh, I think I switched over to Woodford Preserve. What are you drinking now? I am drinking a Twisted Tea, oh, and uh, these are uh, these are pretty awesome, and they you sponsor know. a motocross team, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that uh, actually, that's another thing that Rami and I have in common. Like, my dad owned motorcycle shops growing up, so I raced motocross, and Rami was a really good motocross racer, almost turned pro, and then... Uh, and almost died. So there almost you go. almost died, yeah. So, <laughs> so I got a good story there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's funny, we were both talking about... Uh, you know, the, the negative effects of alcohol, I have maybe one drink a week. It's just not that good for you guys. We were just talking about the yeah. latest uh, Andrew Huberman podcast um, about alcohol, and there's not much good to say about it, honestly, other than it's just fun. Yeah, it really is, and it's a trade-off. And if you've ever done, um, I do these Sober Octobers or Sober whatever with right. friends, and, you know, it, it there's this, like, oh, my God, how could I possibly do that, right? Because my whole life is centered around going out and with right. my friends. And after about a week, no one cares. Like, and literally, and you feel now, so freaking good. Do you still good. go out, though? Yeah. Okay, I go out and I fill, I fill a club soda and I put a lime in it and I just pretend I'm drinking. I actually pretend to slur. It's super fun. <laughs> literally, like, pretend I'm drunk. But it is amazing if you do it. It's a little strange. But um, if you do it long enough you realize how detrimental alcohol is. And we're, we're having a drink, and it's I fine. I take it back. You know? When I was in college, I would pretend to be drunk so that girls could take advantage of me. Oh, that's But good. that was just me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you're such a stud, you know. Yeah. Well, I just want, I didn't want them to feel bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's Here anyway. we go. Yeah, the, the definitely. This we had is seven why, of these in between. Another there, reason yeah. why we don't drink too much. So, listen, this is part two of the pre-sale. So, in part one, uh, Rami laid out the history, how he got from private ownership of his own gym to a couple of other entrepreneurial ventures, both all very successful. And then how he ended up investing in an alloy gym. So go back, listen to part one. And we covered one of our three points. So the first one was why, like what are the three things that will make you successful at a presale? The first one is you got to have a really big why. And so we really dug in there and actually went into your why as well as the, the client's why as well. So, and man, step two, or, or number two, is one that we talked about pre-podcast, and it may be the biggest one, but I don't know. I don't know if there's uh, – they all kind of intermingle. They kind of right? link, yeah. Um, number two is organization. It's really just about organizing your time, right, and how you allocate time because it's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of leads coming in. So how did you keep track? Yeah, and that's really cool. And I, I mean, obviously we have software, but I mean – yeah. And it, I think it's really funny, Rick, that we thought we were going to get through three uh, points, just three points. This may be a three-parter, just saying. <laughs> just be, saying. This could be a nine-hour podcast, and we only got through one. So, hey, can I jump into results first? Because I always like to start with that. Can, can we jump this into is stats? This is stats. Yeah, can so Rami's going to read yeah. off his stats now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to I want to get the audience intrigued. You know, this is part of being mm, a writer. This is yeah. foreshadowing. I've, I've always found that rattling off a bunch of like, yeah, I'm going to read numbers. really going to get yeah. people excited. Yeah, well, I won't intrigued. go through all of them, but I just want to talk about because it. I'll tell you, you what, know, you read the stats. Yeah. I'll put them in context with like what we normally see. There you go. We'll do it Perfect. that way. So Perfect. go for it. Yeah, what, what, what do you got? Really talk about so, your results. Yeah. So th- I, I, I like it because I'm competitive. And again, going back, if you listen to the first one. It's all about helping people and it's all about the why, right? But you can't help people until you get them in your club. 
And I think people forget that, right? You know, okay. so important. Repeat that last thing. You cannot help people until you get them. Okay, one club. more time for the people in the back. I forgot what I said. I can't remember. <laughs> no, one you more time for the people in the back. can't help people until you get them in your club. We How could mic drop and leave it here. We that, could end the podcast. Love it, man. Yeah. Love it. Yes. Yeah, because... And people say that, you know, the, oh I don't want to do I sales. I hate people. sales. I don't want to call people six o'clock at night. They're having dinner. You know, go back to the first podcast, that guy that I bugged, right? All that time. I look back at, so we owned a commercial building that our gym was in, right? Hey, do me a and, favor. Don't yeah. tap the table oh, as much because I hear this. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you hear that thumping? That's Rami like beating the table to make a point. I'm, I'm really emphasizing. Right? I will not. And so, you know, we owned a commercial building in, in the uh, gym that I owned. So we basically rented from ourselves. And I don't know, five years ago, a commercial realtor guy reached out to me and I'm like, no, we're not selling our building. And that guy reached out to me every month for five years. Very nice, sent stats. I want to be your guy. Just let me know. I wasn't even in the market. Guess who I went to when we went to sell the building? Did he bug me? Yeah, he bugged me constantly. Called me once a month, sent me an email once a month. I thanked him profusely. I use that example all the time. You never know when that's going to happen. So you're not we're all so busy, you know, and we're going to forget people are going to, how many ads do they get for, for gyms? Right. Yep. So you're not bugging people. So anyway, well, on that note, something to add to that, that I've loved. It's a great example is in our business, I can put the right message in front of the right person. We've got our customer really avatar nailed. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I know exactly what that person needs. We know the breakdown. We know our typical goals. The wild card is when, yes. And, and when is like, you know, okay, that's it. Like I went on a hike with my family. I'm embarrassed. I couldn't keep up or my mm -hmm. knee really hurt or I got pictures back from my cruise. And I mean, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. Yeah. The point of being relentless and consistently marketing and doing community outreach, even if your gym is full, which we're at that place with, with several of our gyms, you still keep it going because you never know when that person is going to respond. We had a guy walk in. This is probably 10 years ago. But even at that time, because we've been in business so long, he came in with a with a 15-year-old flyer that he had. Now, listen, I'm not saying that like that's a good Man, return on investment. Old. Yeah. yeah. Like, old, uh, wow. How long have you been here? <laughs> Jesus. It was 10 years ago. It was a 15-year-old well, flyer. Only, that, yeah, yeah. 10, 15 is only 25. I've been yeah. here 30 years. So that's right. He came in 10 years ago holding a 15-year-old flyer. It was a good bodies flyer. Oh, my gosh. And he said, I've had this on my fridge for 15 years and i got back from uh, yeah. i can't remember the story but i got back from a cruise or whatever, and whatever, i thought yeah. to myself i'm gonna go to that place and he's like is this thing still good yeah and of course i'm standing there like mouth agape i'm like yeah you're fine come on in yeah, yeah. i couldn't believe it right <laughs> case or point get out there personal training was eight dollars an hour you right? know? <laughs> <laughs> we kept our records on stone tablets yeah we got here <laughs> by pony sent our messages by pony express the yeah. whole deal but point being, um, keep your message out there because you never know yeah. when it's going to yeah, hit. Yeah, for right? sure. And so yeah. when I go over these stats real quick, and I won't bore everybody forever, but, I, but I, you know, I'm super competitive. By the way, these poor guys, I have all their mobile numbers. I would text them every freaking day with my stats. And, you know, you told me you loved it. So that was the worst thing you ever could have told me. So no, I, kept I really doing, did. Well, it motivates like it fired me. me up. Right? Yeah, it, it really fired did. me up. It fired, you know, and I also told you guys when I had bad days too. And so... So the goal, you know, I had stats in my head. I had goals that I wanted to hit. So, you know, we're looking at 60 people sold. And if you listen to the first episode, sold is credit card on file, agreement signed, 
And then at the end, uh, the starting point booked, right? Like to me, right. those are the and three zero dollar transaction running the so zero dollar valid so card. So you know that it's an yep. actual credit card. So it's truly a sale. You haven't run an actual transaction yet, and and we'll talk about that a little bit. But so sixty people is cash flow positive in the gym. Seventy five we can open. So um, and we'll slow down on that know, for a sec. So yeah. in Rami's situation, because he's got you know every gym's a little bit different, but for their location with their rent factor and everything. At 60 sold, when they open, they would be cash, cash flow, flow break even, right? Or yes. cash flow positive. Yep. So yep. All, all he needed to do was to sell 60 to get to break even. And, and listen, if you haven't opened a business before, opening at break even is amazing. Opening making money is like a whole different yeah, deal. Of. So he's going to tell you a little bit. I have to be careful with it because as a franchise, I, I can't make claims. So this is Rami telling his story and I'll weigh in on it. But these are real stats coming from him. So in his location at 60, he was at break even. Go yeah. Ahead. And also just getting back to the part of my why that I didn't tell you. So, you know, I did a once I decided I was going to buy into the business um, that I wrote an operating agreement and my operating agreement as a part owner, I didn't make a penny until we had 75 members. And I wrote that myself. They didn't write it. And I did that because I wanted to make sure I was driven to Love make it. us profitable, Love right? It, and there man. was, so I had that almost hanging over me. So I pushed really hard for the first four weeks. So I actually hit 60 by week four. So what's that, 15 a week? So mm -hmm. that wasn't bad. You know, I kept texting you, how am I doing? You know, and we were at 75, basically able to open the club five weeks into presale. Right. And, and so, to that, what Rami means is we require you to have 75. So yes. in his case, at 75, they're making money. And that's yeah. the bare minimum to open. Yeah. And so, that was at week five. Yep. So five weeks in, you're making 12. money, you're allowed to open. Yep. Good to go. Um, we hit 100 by week seven, and then we were at 130, which is technically full. Correct. By eight and a half weeks. Unreal. So we killed it, right? And 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 I'm going to, I'll be very transparent about, you know, kind of what happened after and how many of those became billing members and mm -hmm. the lessons we learned there too, right? Well, so partly, I kept going. And part yeah. of that is, so... Again, Rami Rami was really fortunate. Not in this. This was hard work. Leading up to that, they found real estate in record time. Oh, my gosh. And Easy. a great spot. Oh, dude, perfect. Right next yeah. to like a little boutique grocery store, all yeah. that stuff, right? So found the perfect spot, got the right rent factor. Landlord was very amicable, pushed it right through, lickety split. Construction was done. Permits, permits early. Permitting <laughs> early, which is like never happens. Construction done early, which never happens. So we actually allowed you guys to open a couple of weeks before because of how many that you had sold. Now, in hindsight, based on the amount of work that's done between the sale and getting people like to their starting point session and yeah. leveled in and picking their time slot, that's also work. That's the whole like I'm selling. Here's my operator. We squeeze that time down, which put an insane amount of pressure on Joy, your yeah, operator. Way too much. And that was a mistake. It was we, a mistake. we should have said, no, no, no give it the extra two weeks. You know, you were excited. We were like, okay, he's selling like a madman. Let's get it rolling. In hindsight, yeah. and you're going to speak to this. We should have waited that two weeks. It would have given us a little bit more runway to get all that extra stuff done. Yeah. Right? And I would have kept selling what I would have kept. I would kept pushing. <laughs> right. And, but I would have, and then I would have also, you know, just jumping ahead. Um, I would have leaned in more and helped joy with the starting point session. Right. I really should have done that. Still, I was still right selling, selling full yeah. time. And so we'll get into that with organization. So 
Um, so I kept selling after 130 because I was like, there's going to be churn. You told me that, and I knew there yeah. would be. You know, it's you about figured, 10% typically. Yeah, and we, I mean, we started selling the middle of March, and we didn't open until June 1st. So there were people that we were calling for starting points that were like, who are you? You know, I mean, and we, that's another thing that we will do much better that we did not do well was, was nurturing those people right. during that time. You know, we did we, mention that a couple yeah, times. About 50 times. And you have all the <laughs> tools for it. And I, You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The joke with these guys is like, you would say, well, it's in the manual. And I'd go, there's a manual? <laughs> it's like 800 pages. I read the sales part. That was it. That's so it. Um, so I kept selling, got to 145, you know, sold. And then we just basically said, let's shut down the marketing. Because to that point, we're like, why don't we just save that money? We can always turn it back on. Do you if remember we need what to your spend was? I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember. Do you remember I don't what know. Spend? I don't know exactly, but I know it was significantly under what the budget was. Right. So and again, yeah. I don't want to set that precedent, but right, right. Good for you, right? Yeah. No, it was great, and you know, I was. We did and good really, for Will really and our marketing well. team, right? I mean, they're amazing. It's funny because amazing. the contrast between someone like Rami, who is very positive and his glass is always half full, and he's he's just constant ball of energy is always going forward yeah mine's uh, i've worked at that by the way um you know you can you can look at you i could talk to two people and i could go to rami how are the leads and he's like freaking amazing and he's closing 40 percent, right i could go to someone else same lead same market how are your leads oh i don't know i don't i don't know where we're getting these people right yeah that's not happening often but if we had a director that was struggling in sales it was always like man i don't know yeah the leads and are bad you go back and listen to the calls it's like it's not the leads Look at what Rami's doing. He may even have less leads than you guys, and he's just crushing. Right? Yeah, so I always appreciated that perspective, but it also was a reinforcement for what we know is if you're talking to a sales team and you go, how are your leads? And they go, ah, I'm like, say no more. Yeah. I know exactly why you're not succeeding. Yeah, you're starting into it, it thinking you're going to lose. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. And it's not, look, they're not a hundred percent. I mean, you know, it's, there's going to be ones that never respond. And I mean, that's part of it. And we get our that. expectation by the way is 15%. Now Rami yeah. crushed that, knocked it out of the park, but even at 15% with the budget that we've set forth and the amount of leads that we can produce for that, 15% is going to put you at the number that you need to be not only to open, but to be, you know, practically full right yeah. when you open so which is so crazy you know from you and i from our experience like i, I don't remember with good bodies right so, which was like 100 years ago but with Formwell, it was 11 months before i even took a paycheck but that's every business yeah and actually 11 months everybody told me i did great they were like mostly it's 18 months before right. the owner takes anything out of the business right and we opened you know we can talk about that you like, already did a distribution yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> First month, Rami's like, this is yeah, awesome. Yeah. We have people on founders rates and I'm already making money. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty yeah. nice, huh? Yeah, and it, yeah, people on half rates and all that. So so what that broke down to, um, we talked in the first thing about some of my best days. Um, I, I actively sold for 51 days. So I sold six days a week, took Sundays completely off. We talked about that before. In the beginning, I did not. Um, goes against me as a religious person. I shouldn't have done it. And and there's reasons for the, the Sabbath. There's reasons for the day off, right? Right. Um, and I didn't do as well. So once I started taking that day off, I actually did better. My best sales day was always Mondays, always. Um, and best sales time was 8 to 10, by the way. A.M.? A.M., yeah, yeah. Um, I, two in the morning didn't work well. I don't know. I tried that. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> hey, I, wake up. Did you see my lack of surprise? In <laughs> yeah, your, your, I, 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 you would do that. I would. I'd wake up and go, oh, there's that guy I want to get. Well, it's funny because Will, the, the, we're talking about Will. It was a kiss. They're the marketing He's team, our marketing vendor. Marketing yeah. vendor. And he's like, you know you're not supposed to text at 5 in the morning, right? And I was like, really? Everybody's not up at 5 a.m.? <laughs> That's so, when he texts me, by the way. I know, and, and Jared and everybody, poor guys. So 
Um, my best day, I, I went nine for nine, so that was really cool. So I had and a one day, day, one day, I, I, I had nine phone calls. So, so to me, that's a, a call. That's not nine leads. That could be thirty leads. Right. But I have a call booked, and I closed. So once that. they got on a call, because there's steps to get to that. Once yes. you got them on a call, you close nine for nine. Nine for nine. And yeah. what's the lifetime value of nine customers? That would be ninety nine thousand dollars. Yeah, there you Atta go. Boy. Is that right? Eleven thousand times mm-hmm. nine. Yeah, I've had like twelve twisted T's. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so basically, it came with the average of selling two and a half people a day, and that's where it came out to, right? Um, did we talked about this last time? My best two weeks was uh, forty-two for forty-eight. Wow! So and in I had two weeks, I, in a two week and one week I did twenty-two for twenty-four. Those were my good weeks. Yeah, I was hammering at that point, and I wasn't that great in the first week. It's funny going back to it. I told this to Jared when I did my first day. I was treating each call like a starting point session. They were like a half hour long. I had pages of notes. I was getting their whole history. And I was selling them, but I realized this isn't sustainable. And then I, re- I, I got so much better at that, kind of kind of distilling that down to what really mattered. And it's just hearing their goals, right? Just what, what are your goals? I did not need to go into all the details of what Alloy does. Most people just want to know, can you help me get to where I want to go? Right? This is so good. Yeah. Well, it's it. Are you Love about it. to cry? Is there a tear? Did you see I just it? I'm saw welling a little up. tear. I'm a little bit emotional. <laughs> um, so... The stat that I still want that we don't have is how did I do once I got on a call? Because a lot of the job is just getting people on the call. So I went back, of course, like an idiot and did that math on my own, and I was 80%. So once I was on a call, I I closed 80%. And that shows you the product. It shows you how great the sales tracking is. It's uh, you know, Again, we have perspective, right, Rick? Like yes. We've been there where we didn't have any of this, where it tells me how long has it been since I called this person. And you know, what was there? And, and really what's great is I go back and I see our whole history. You know, what's the conversation? Because, you know, I'll just blow people up and, and the way you can text people, you know, as a group and all mm-hmm. that. So, so it worked great. Um, I added this because this is a presentation I did for your training class. So I just added it, you know. Yeah. So by the I'm way, now, Rami was yeah. so good that we had him come in and during training and coach our franchisees. And I think it, it's a, I mean, it's just like a validation call. Like we can tell right. people whatever we want. But man, like real stats coming from someone who just did it and, and, you know, it might be similar to what we're teaching, but it is, it hits so much harder when it comes from someone who just went through it. Yeah. So I really, really appreciate that. And we'll oh, probably have you back if you I'd don't love mind. it. No, I love it. And, um, well, you know, I hate to talk and I hate to be in front of groups. I'm very shy, but you know, other than that, I'll be fine. but, Clearly. um, yeah. So, so the thing is like fast forwarding, um, I'm at like 200 now you know, of people that we've gotten. And that doesn't mean we have 200 people in the club, obviously, right? So there's churn. Um, we opened in June. So there was a lot of people who were like, sounds great. Here's my credit card. I'm on, I'm starting I'm on vacation September. for a month. I'm yeah. starting in September. Right, and so right, I right. did not want to turn those people down. Right. Um, and they're still on our list. But now I'm literally calling them and saying, you better get in soon because we don't, you know, remember that 6 a.m. Yeah, slot? Full you up. want it? Yeah, we are full. Yeah. I mean, we've got slots that are, have waiting lists, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, um, especially the mornings and, and a little bit of the evenings. So, so those are the results, right? And so it was fun, right? And, and, but I'm still doing it. Crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, just to kind of talk about, to inform sort of the transparency of it. So then let's say we had, let's say we had 150 at week 10. Well, that's 130 to 150 starting point sessions that Joy had to do in what three weeks, and we cr- we shortened that time, which was we a did. mistake, big mistake. Just, and it was one person. By the way, 
Yeah. The reason that we say you need more than one person for pre-sale is it's one thing to go out and, and sell, which is what Rami was doing. Yep. But there are business functions. There are you know walkthroughs of the club. There's all kinds of things happening that need to be done logistically. Sure. Of which one is getting people in, doing the starting point, you know, choosing a time that's going to work for them, getting them on the schedule. That's, that can be very time consuming. So in hindsight, we shouldn't have squeezed the time, even though construction was done early yeah. and everything. It's a bit of way too much pressure on one person to get it, everyone it in. It really did. And, and so we lost, our churn is going to be higher than average. That's the only stat that we're not going to kick butt on. And, and it's just a great lesson, you know, and, and luckily the beauty is it really is a spigot. So, you know, we went in and we realized, okay, so we, I think we build like 108 in our first month or mm -hmm. something. Um, and so we said, all right, let's just turn the marketing back on for two weeks. And I sold another 30 people. Yeah. Now you're and at that, 130. Yeah. Now I'm at 130. We're full. Um, but now, you know, got to admit it's, you know, I just, I sell it. I don't even have to push for the credit card because I'm booking a starting point session the next right. day. It's Once a very you're different, open, very yeah. different sale. And Joy's great. Like face to face, yeah. sit down. Like she's a great coach. She's very believable. She cares a lot. Selling once you're open, having someone come in and sit down, and the starting point session is designed, you know, there's the FMS, there's the peeling of the onion. It's pretty scripted and it works really well. So much different and and I would say easier, just different, but different easier than selling yeah. someone over the phone for something that doesn't exist. Yeah, no doubt. And and my mistake, like looking back, or not I don't like to say mistake, my lesson, because I'm I'm gonna do it differently last time is I hit my one fifty. And I said to you, I'm out of here, man. Heather and I are going yeah, to the Ritz. literally went to the Ritz. To the Ritz. I'm partying, you know, we're having fun. And, you know, and then Joy's, and I'm throwing 150 people at Joy to try right. to do, and that was too much. And so yep. what I've done is now I've leaned back in. I've taken hours on Saturdays where I'm doing starting points. So that kind of gives her a little bit of a break. Right. Um, I can I can help take that offload, and that's really helping getting people on. You know, one thing yeah. that you guys have done well, because, you know, things are lumpy. If you think taking a brand new business and dumping 130 brand new people into it, like most of them haven't tried it, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, they're buying a – even if, like, now it's like we don't have a long presale. It's just our normal, like, half-off first month, right, which works well. But throwing 130 people into there with a whole bunch of coaches that are new, right? Yeah. Getting them all in, it's going to be lumpy at the start. We no expect doubt. your churn to be about 10%. That's the goal, maybe a bit higher. But to Rami's point, you know, because we put so much downstream pressure on one person, there's no possible, there wasn't enough hours in the day to get everyone in. No. So lesson learned, we'll, we'll stick to our 12 week time period. So there'll be another two or three weeks. And, if you power down on sales, because if you've sold the place out in eight weeks, it's like, okay, well, that person then can now circle back and help with some of the processing and onboarding of those clients. That's yeah. where we missed. Yeah, for sure. And and I know there's been um, franchisees that have literally started the starting points before they had a, a, a certificate. Well, of we always talk about Evan, who, who was super excited to talk to you. Yeah. He ended up having an adjacent space that was open. So Love it. all of his sessions have met with him personally. Yeah. So full starting point. Putting him on the app, and uh, you know, I think he's broken all your records. Hey, I know, I saw that. Know. He's killing me. But he's not on this podcast. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah, he's not. So. He's not here. He's not he's here. In Ohio. He doesn't what even does he exist? Know? What's up, Evan? Evan? Who's Evan? Evan. <laughs> <laughs> he's crushing it. You know why he's doing so good? Because you helped. Did him. a call with me. <laughs> So this is a great thing I love about Rami. Rami will do one five-minute call with someone, and they crush, and he's like, yeah. you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. He's done. He's my man. That's, that's my boy. I'm Rick like, works on selling somebody for a year. I have we one train thing. him at corporate for a week. We yeah. go out to their location. We do all the million and one I things, did a five and Rami minute talks call. for five minutes. He's like, you're welcome. 
<laughs> it's so I good. do do that. So yeah, so it was super fun. And, and like, I, you know, I want everybody to win. And that's the cool thing about this, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so our second topic was organization, right? So that kind of is to get to this. And so, you know, just so you guys know, like, I don't really consider myself a, a great salesperson. Like these, you have these kind of typical sort of archetype of a salesperson. Right. You're all slick and, yes. you know, and all this stuff. And that's not me at all. I'm very, very transparent i'm very conversational you're selling yourself short but it's because it comes from the right place it's all the stuff we talked about in podcast one which is why it doesn't feel slick and salesy i mean it doesn't it doesn't need to it's not if you believe in what you're selling yeah and i also go in it totally assuming that they're going to do it like i'm shocked when somebody says no i'm like really you know like because i'm just like this is such a good thing and why wouldn't you just you know get your money from somewhere else and do yeah, this. But, and as you know, that manifests itself in every part of the sales process, right. effort and everything else, which we'll get to. Anyway, yep. let's, let's, how so did you organize your day? Right. Because keep in mind, you still had your other two companies. So I know yeah. you said that you were working obscene amount of hours, I but did. you weren't just doing this. No. You, you had to be earning income now. So you're still coaching. You're still doing all this. So yeah. how did you organize your days? Yeah. So, yeah. So my day is fairly full. Um, I am fairly organized going into this. Um, and it's coaching calls and zooms and things like that for my corporate clients and for my existing, I have, you know, I have 400 people who have access to me right now. That doesn't mean I have 400 clients, but it, with, between my companies and between my individual clients and that of that a hundred are actively doing calls with me. That's a lot on a month. So that's, that's a hundred people that are doing at least one call a month with me. And those calls range from 10 to 30 minutes. So you do the math fairly busy, but I have that. And then we lump this on top of it. So I realized right away um, structure was going to be really, really important. Right. And so, and you know, it's just old school, nothing that people don't know, but it is setting your day up the day before was hugely important. So I would, I take, I have everything on an outlook calendar, but I actually write it out old school on a piece yeah. of paper and I write out the next day. So I know what's available when I'm booking calls for the next day. Cause the whole trick to this, Rick was, um, getting people on my calendar 80%. I was closing when I got them, but it was it was texting and calling and getting them booked for that call. So I would set that up. And what I realized when I talked about in the last one about having that bad day was that my state, you know, Tony Robbins talks a lot about state, right, was phenomenally important. So, you know, getting good sleep, having a morning workout, plenty of nicotine and caffeine, right? So how is that nicotine, <laughs> by the way, you feel? Is that bad? I don't feel You're not going to throw up? Maybe no, I'm just a wimp, yeah. I just hold that up, show them how much I gave to you. So, so he gave me, uh, if you're not... <laughs> If you're just listening, which most are, I've oh, got okay. like enough nicotine here to kill a horse. So <laughs> He's thank got you a whole for that. bag of it, yeah, because I didn't like it. So, um, but it was really, really important to go in with a positive attitude and and take care of myself. And so I learned that that's why Mondays and Tuesdays were the best, right? I was mm-hmm. freshest. Um, Fridays were the worst, uh, both because people don't want to talk and also because you're burnt out from the whole week. Uh, I did. That's Sat- really good insight. Though, yeah, to, and know. Saturdays I did typically. I would set up Mondays. I didn't sell a lot on Saturdays, but they were great days to get through to people. So you were texting. I was texting, and do you have time on Monday? And that's the whole thing. And, you know, I tried a ton of different stuff. In the beginning, I tried sending them my calendar so they could book a call on that. That didn't work at all because it was an extra step. So what I, what I narrowed that down to was um, just sending them three times for the next day. Don't send them 10. You know, can you do 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, or 1.30? I love it. Yeah, that works It's sort great. of like the old, you know, when you're on the phone with someone and you're trying to get them to your club and mm-hmm. you say something like, you don't say, well, what's a good time for no. you? You say, what works better, mornings or evenings? You got it. Mornings, great. 
Wednesday look good? Good. Yeah. Have 8 a.m.? Okay, great. Yeah. That's the way you do it. Yeah, exactly the way I did it. And, and that really worked well. So, so the organization of the day was really just setting. And I didn't do this the first week, and it killed me. I left my schedule wide open. So I was taking calls from 8 in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. That was not sustainable. So I kind of narrowed that to 8 to 7-ish. And I would give myself breaks during the day and all that. But I would really... I saw where the prime times were, which was at 8 to 10 in the morning. We talked about that. It was phenomenal. That was where most of the sales happened. Most of the calls got booked. And then also after work was really good, right? So I'd set up the day, have that organized, and work in those breaks. And then really my whole job throughout the day while I was selling was setting up the next day. So that's really what I was doing, right? Like, And, and to me, because I know my stats, I knew if I got them on the phone – you know, really rare. Yeah, yeah really crazy. rare. We weren't going to get them. So to yep. me, the sale was really getting them on the phone. Uh, great point. And that's yeah. where a lot of the effort, right, comes that's in, which I know we'll get to. Effort. But that's that, yeah. that was the example of the, you know, 10 text messages, five calls. It's yeah. just to get them to the call. Just to get them on the call. Remember, you and I did the math in the beginning when I had the, the first time I did like eight in one day. You're like, well, how long did that really take? And, you know, on average, my calls were 12 to 15 minutes. Okay. So that was the average, Yeah, that's right? a great stat to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 12 to 15, you know, I would... I had one that was seven minutes. I texted you guys like, just got one in seven New minutes. Record, seven and then minutes. I had one that was 28. You know, somebody really, really wanted to talk and all that. But on average, 12 to 15. So my actual call time, even if you got 10 people, what's that? Two and a half hours. It's not a lot. It's the setting up. That's where you put your effort. So, so if I was going to coach anybody on this is be super diligent and, and push your effort into booking calls because the product is so good. The process is so good you'll get good at it, right? Just get the right. reps in, but you got to get people on the phone and, and know also where to put your efforts. So that's where the, um, the mass texting was great. So in the beginning, you know, I didn't read the manual. We talked about this, right? So bad on me, shame on me. That's all right. I was literally manually cutting and pasting every oh, single text. Individual text. Now in the beginning, when you have 40 leads, that's not a big deal. Right now we're at 700 mm -hmm. leads, right? And you know, a lot of them have gone away or whatever sure. so now you can do mass texting and so i would do that every day as well and I, I got really good at that about the language in that and i shared that with people and anybody can look at that by the way any of the franchise can get on there and i'll give it to them oh it's great um yeah of like how to get people to to get an answer we talked about that right like so i would literally say hey you know you reached out to us a month ago if you're no longer interested, I don't want to bug you anymore. Please just let me know and I'll take you off my list. So just getting a call to action. So right? when you had, say that you you had, a, I mean, you didn't have many, but if you had a down hour mm -hmm. in your organization of your time, you would take that time to go circle back and get people to give you either a yes or a no. Either book it. a call or get off my list and not in a bad way. I mean yeah. that so that you can like, okay, great. Now I know. Yeah. Don't call me again. Great. No, yeah. no, no harm, no foul. I'm going to push you to the side. We're not for everyone. We're expecting 15%. You beat the pants off of that, which is great. But in those downtimes, you went back to the well, back to the well, back to the well. Constantly. And I want day. people to hear that. It almost bleeds over into our next point, but that's it, right? It's, it's just keep going, keep going until yeah. you get a yes or a no. 100%. And, and be okay with that, the stop. 
you know, stop the text. Please Those are okay. Stop. Please stop. Well, they well, say if stop. It's, if it's 3%, who cares? Who cares? One person saying that you're irritating them doesn't mean everyone thinks you're irritating them. Yeah. And and also, we go back to the, you know, the only core value of Alloy I know is humor with a touch of crazy. I don't really know any of the other ones. That's all I care about. I'll reduce them to three. I'll, I'll fill you in <laughs> Thank after. You. We just did it. I just did it over the you weekend. You got over the three? Yeah. Okay, I appreciate that. I still won't get it. I know. So have a sense of humor. So I would get, you would get a lead. I literally, it would come in on Facebook, uh, and you know me, this was a funny thing too that Will said. He goes, you're really, really aggressive, and we like that, but you have to let the automation do its job. I would be texting people. <laughs> you would people, beat the automation? beat the automation. <laughs> so like, that's when people say they haven't done anything. I'm like, what are you talking about? So, um, so a lead would come in. The automation would hit them. They would text back you know, the, the, whatever the automation says, you know, is this Joan or whatever? Is there a good time to talk? And they would text back, um, who's calling, please? And I would say, this is Alloy. You know, you just put information. And they'd be like, why are you calling me? This is crazy. Like, And I'm like, you just put your information into our ad. Why are you not knowing who I am? You know, it's so funny, right? But you have to have a sense of humor about that. I, I've talked to other operators that get really upset. They go, oh my gosh, that lead cost me $9. And I'm like, you have 300 other leads. Don't laugh, perseverate on the one Laugh negative. about that and move on. Well, it's right? the way we say that we're wired, right? But we have to yeah. be better than our emotions, right? We have to conquer that, for sure. understand the real stats, understand that we're all wired humanly to look for that lion, as you mentioned, just trying to kill us. You're not trying to be killed by somebody saying no. Just, mm -mm. okay, chalk it up, move on. Move There's on. a whole bunch of other people out there that move need your on. help. And, and you'll know that. And the good thing is you're hearing this if you're a new franchisee. But you'll know that within one week that there, it's, there's no scarcity in this, right? Like get away from that scarcity because there's so many people out there and we only need 130. There's 30,000 people in our circle. I only need 130 of them. I'm not worried about it. And that's, you know, another thing that would happen is, um, you know, at my old gym, we had all these price points. Remember looking at that? I think it's like 55 <laughs> price points or something, right? I think I've used your pricing sheet in some presentations oh, I'm and sure what you not have. to do. And we did it at By the way, we had well. two of them because we had different levels of trainers. Oh. So I think we had 50, I think we had 110 price points. Well, we have three. And one and of them is, is kind of a We don't even issue. use it. Right. I think I, out of that 150, we had five people do the 199. And I think right. two were personal friends. And that's friends. a one time a week for those yeah. of us that are listening. Yeah. Right. And so we don't even mention it. I most, you know, I always say two and three sessions. But um, so another thing is like not wasting your time when we talk about organization and not in a mean way. But if somebody calls and they're looking for silver sneakers and they want $5 a month gym, like I don't even pursue that call. I, I, I don't even go down that road. I used to, by the way. And I, I would try to get them on a $39 a month open gym or, you know, oh, whatever, under, with my brand. old gym. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I just know, like, that's another thing of, of um, experience and, and, and having this sort of wisdom. I hate that word. We don't have any wisdom, but, you know, yeah. yeah. No wisdom at old, all. Old man. Old man. It's like <laughs> old, old man strength. It doesn't even exist. Gray under we, here, uh, yeah. We claim it. I know. And um, just, just and, and but, but I still help those people. Like, I was like, you know what? I know a great gym down the road. Where do you live? And I would get them to a $10 a month gym. Great point. Because they're not going to, it's well, not going to happen. Well, it goes happen. back to what we talked about. Like, we're, you're going to get more leads than you need, typically. No doubt. You're in a market that's target rich for what we do, right? It, not everyone's for us. And so, you know, getting someone on the call and going through 30 minutes of strange questions that don't get to the end it's kind of pointless and it's a waste of your time. So in an organization, part of organization is, you know, so do you know where we're located? Good. So do you live, so you live close by mm -hmm. they or, go, or do you yes. work here? That's right. a yes. Right. Yeah. It's, and so, yeah. Oh, so you work nearby. Oh, that's great. So it's convenient then. 
Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Good. So you're sort of pre-qualifying some of these answers, right? Right off the bat. So that if someone's like, no, I live 45 minutes away, well, that's not going to be a client that's probably going to want to come to you, especially long-term. So, you know, or, you know, I can only afford $10 a month. It's like, we'll get to that earlier in the call. No doubt. So that you don't waste 30 minutes only to find out that they don't want to work out with you at all. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's reps, right? So that is, you know, I can tell you all this, but you have to get on the phone and get to that point. And, right. You know, I got, it's funny. I realized when we, you know, when I did it for 10 weeks or eight weeks straight or whatever it was, um, and then I stopped and then I went back, I was rusty and I, I was almost like, I didn't have my script down. It took me a couple of days and then, and it's also a little different now because we have a gym. Now, let me, you know, let me quantify what he's talking about. So when Rami turned his marketing back on to backfill from some of that operational strain that we had. The first day he went like eight for nine. So this is really Rami upset. taking practice reps really to get upset. eight for nine and off of his game. I don't even so. like to talk about it, Rick. Right, I mean, it was really upsetting. You, know, you suck pretty much. <laughs> what was really funny at one point, I was, I was, I was twenty five for twenty five. Which you know, again, I'm saying that I was rusty, but I was still closing it. But I just didn't. It didn't flow. Right. I know it what didn't, you're you know what I mean, yeah. right? Yep. And then I, I got a family, and Joy and I got that one together. That was fun. It was a little team week. It was a family of four. So I actually was like 29 for 25 Ooh. or 25 for 29. In other words, flip. I had more sales than I had phone calls. And so that's a whole other level. That's something that, that we Drop won't get to yeah. today. But like, you know, getting someone on the phone and then, you know, getting the while family. you've got them there, you get a referral. Like, hey, what does your husband do? And yeah. it's like, you know, heaven forbid that again, they're like, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. And you're right. I need to get so-and-so in here. So yeah. there's a whole nother playbook. We could probably do a different podcast on like how to ask for that extra referral at the yeah. point of sale because that's a perfect time to do it. They're never more excited. Yeah, right? and then the starting point is a great time to do that too. Exactly. So, you know, you're there, there and oh my God, my husband could really use this and all of a sudden you're setting up another one. Yeah, so, I'll call him. Yeah, so there you go. And yeah. I always do, you know, and having the having the systems too in place, like not just handing them a business card, having that app, it's so amazing. How many times do you think I've used that at a party? Poor people are like literally holding my phone and putting their information in. <laughs> I met a woman what at Lake that, Lanier. What is that? Lanier. Lanier. here. Yeah, Let me yeah. help you. Uh, put your phone information. I met a woman my and phone. Her, a woman and her husband at Lake Lanier, and I'm like, "Where do you live?" Like, we're in Dunwoody, and the guys are like, "Oh my gosh!" And then, of course, I could write off the whole dinner because I just made a sale. No, I'm just kidding. Not a boy. Yeah, um, but you know, so that to me is the organization. I think the takeaway. So plan your day. Plan your day, and realize that the effort because we're already jumping onto effort. Yeah. So the next one, you guys, so we, we covered the why in one. We covered organization. Now we're going to move into effort. Yeah. So let's let's transition right in. Yeah. So I think we've already hit on it, right? We've already moved into it. That I realized really quickly within a week that the effort is in setting the calls, and it is. And I told this when I did the the. Um, but the I will say this because we're obviously working with many more franchisees, right? Yeah. A lot of folks in presale right now. That's for you, and I will say the effort you know, to get them to the call is the hardest part for you. And it's still a lot of work. And that's where most of your like blocking and tackling comes in. Mm-hmm. Once they're on the call, though, it goes back to the first podcast, which is like, how convicted are you? Because those, you know, those go really well. Yep. Um, but they can also not go well if you're not well sorted and you're not practiced and you're not convicted yeah. about what you're selling to someone. Yeah. So one of the things that, that to distill it, and this is organization and effort together. And I talked about how my first calls were like a half hour long and they were full because I love, you know, I'm a coach. That's what I do, right? Yep. I, I dive in and I peel back the onion and all that. And I realized all I really had to do was take down a series of notes as I'm going, and it was their age, what they've done in the past. I always ask, have you done coaching before? Did you do one-on-one? Did you do group? So I know where they're at. 
and then their pain points, right? And then repeat. So repeat those repeat, again. So, so age, um, what they've done, what they've done, so that you know, but really get get an experience level. Um, also, where they're at. Oh my gosh! Like what what a, a shock. You know, I've talked about this personally about what COVID did to this country of how deconditioned. I would say that fifty percent of the people I talked to did nothing for two and a half years. They didn't even go for a walk. So imagine, like you're talking about plopping 130 new people in. Let's say 50% of those like can barely get up off the floor. So props right. to the programming to be able to do, you know, right, to go yeah. to that, right? And all that. So I would take down these points, but really the most important thing is pain point and goals. Their pain point and their goals. Like and then relating what go back Alloy to would do back to and, and if you ran into a sticking point, you'd circle back to the to Always. their why. Always. Their goals. Yeah. Remember you said that you really, really didn't like large groups. You know, you you did Orange Theory and you really didn't like 30 people in a group. Yeah. You hated going to a gym and not knowing what to do. I'd repeat that back to them. That's what we do. You just show up and we will walk you through everything. And that that was the that was the flip. And I literally learned that in about four days of selling. Was that awesome. it was just repeating back to them. And, and just taking those notes, and I would underline them as I was talking so I could repeat back to them. And that's why the calls were only 12 minutes. And literally, they would be like, okay, sounds great. What do I do next? You know? Let me ask you this, and it's a, it's a rhetorical question for me, but I want to hear your explanation. How much time did you, ex- did you spend explaining the nuances of what we do? <laughs> I don't know, about eight seconds. You right. know, really, seriously. Well, honestly, Unless it came up. Like every sure. once in a while, you get a, a geek, you know, like me. Right. And all of a sudden, that's a 30-minute call. By the way, I love those calls. You know me. I want to oh, dive into it. The opportunity to talk about the deep dive on the programming and but the FMS and But that might movement. have been 1%. And, and I realized that really early, that, that that's not what they want to hear. So they would you hear, say then, let me stop you there because this yeah. is a really important point. Would you say that it's probably a detriment to the sale to start digging into what we do? I feel like, I feel like, yes, I want to hear yours, but you know, the clients don't fully understand the process and I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but it's the result that they're looking for. Yeah. And so if you can get to their pain points, to your point, convince them that you have the solution to solve their pain points, Mm -hmm. the, the detail around that is, is irrelevant. Right. Unless, just to push back a little bit, unless it relates to their pain point. Mm. So like if somebody tells me, I really want to gain muscle and lose body fat, well, guess what? We have a really sophisticated machine called the InBody that measures that. I don't go into how it works or anything like that, but we can tell you exactly. And by the way, we're going to do that once a month to make sure you're hitting your goals. Wow, that's great. We want to talk about the training with that person because our training informs that, right? The programming is getting them to lose body fat and gain muscle. Um, how do I know, you know, that the coach is paying attention to me? Well, guess what? We only have six people in the group. And the whole gym is dedicated to you. There's nothing else going on. You know, when you go to LA Fitness and there's all this loud music and you don't know what's going on, you can't hear your trainer. None of that is happening, right? So if it informs what their pain point is, I do it. I go there. But it's really minimal. You know, I give a little bit of an overview because they do want to know. Like there's some people like they have no idea what it is. You know, they haven't gone to the website. They don't know anything. They're like, is it a one-on-one or whatever? I'll go into that. But other than that, it is answering their goal with what we can do for them. That's it. You could really, really honestly mic drop and walk off on that because that's that's it in a nutshell. That's it. And again, I had to learn that the hard way. But luckily, over 30 years of doing this, I know how to pivot quickly now. And I realized in the beginning I was overselling. I was still closing them. 
But it was 30 minutes, and I didn't need that at all. Right. And they don't need it. People are too busy. We always busy. joke about grabbing people by the lapels and shaking them and saying, just take their money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we've literally, um, and this is not necessarily in the franchise structure, but when you know, we've been coaching sales for 15 years with clubs all over the world, and somebody would come in and say, literally, they might say something along the lines of like, yeah, well, it sounds great. Like, well, how do I get started? And they're like, well, let me tell you about the training and stuff. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, ready to, I was done. Right. It was done. I was ready to sign up. Yeah. And then you run the risk of like saying something weird or like yeah. talking them out of it. It's like, just go. If they're ready, just go. Uh, it's like the whole credit card thing, right? Like that was a big, like I'd never done that before. I've been doing this for 20 years. I've Collecting never asked a for a card. credit card over the phone for a product that doesn't even exist yet. And then you guys, I love that. I th- who was it? Noel or who, who was the one who did the hotel thing? Hotel reservation? I'm going to give her a credit, I even if it, it was wasn't Noel. Yeah. I think it was. Where you just say, you know, um, we just need to hold your spot until um, you come in. Because actually, some of these people were weeks away. So just like holding a, a hotel room, we're going to get your credit card on file. We don't touch it. We don't bill it until you actually start training. Oh, well, that's true. And Nine, 90% of the people were fine. What I love about this model is there is true scarcity. So it's one thing to, really to run an ad that says, we're looking for 10 women in Roswell to sign. It's like everyone knows that's BS, right? Yeah. When you only have 130 spots and you're selling at the level that Rami was, you're, you're selling you know, 20 memberships a week or whatever mm-hmm. that is, you're really running out of spots. And so you're Especially not, prime spots. Yeah. Yes. And you're not lying when you say, I need to collect your credit card so I can hold your spot. When are you going to get it to me? Okay, well, okay, great. So tonight, yep. if I don't get it tonight, I'm going to cut your spot loose because I've got yeah, a I mean, whole the bunch only, of people The only time you. I wouldn't get it is if they were driving and- you know me. I even asked for him to pull over once in a while. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> well, isn't there a rest stop or something? Right, I mean, yeah, yeah, just pull don't over. you have it memorized? No, I would just book a call for the next day and I would get it then. But I'd always set a time to do it, you know? Yep. But like even when we go back to those mass texts, like I would – my mass texts were 100% honest. I would take 130 and I would subtract how many people I had and I would say we have 18 spots left. And the next – I sent one every single day, Rick. Every day I sent a mass text. There's 17 left. I wanted people to see those texts 16, every day. 15, 16, 14, 12. 10. We're just eight. about done. Yeah. 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 Keep, we'll keep going. Well, Seven. but no, no, this <laughs> is, yeah. And then there's none. This is easy math. Yeah. But it, that's the effort. That's the effort. Right. Because like, it's one thing to like, you, you do two text messages, you don't hear back. And then you tell yourself, and I don't know why, maybe it's a scarcity mindset. Maybe it's just, you haven't ever worked at this level before. And you're like, yeah, you know, I mean, I reached out to them, but they just didn't seem interested. It's like, but you didn't, you yeah. didn't, you didn't, I mean, I'm using you as the barometer. It's like, did you, to the story, did you text someone 10 times and call them five times? And it's so easy. There's no excuses. Back when I was doing it manually, that was a lot of work, right? I did that for about two days. Where I, texted. I called the marketing department, like, do you guys have a way to do this? Like as a bulk text? He's like, you didn't read the manual, did you? <laughs> Oh, this is Rami. <laughs> of course I didn't. <laughs> well, and so you could then, with our software, you could create a mass text. You could do the countdown. You could basically do the takeaway like, yo, yeah, now or never, right? Kind yeah. of idea. Yeah, I mean, give you an example. What was the response to that? So for me, this is it, I have it almost down to a science, right? So if I have 100 people and, you know, they're in buckets, right? So the first bucket is a lead that came in that never responded. Cold, cold lead. It's so cold. It's, it hasn't responded to the automation or anything. Let's say there's 100 in that bucket. I send out 100. I'll get five stops, and I'll get two people booked for five seconds of work. Right. Those two people, I'm going to close them. They're $11,000 each for 
literally under a minute's worth of work because all you're doing is putting in a mass tax, sending it out. Do that every day. And the stops help us, right? It kind of lowers that, it, it you know, delineates that list. It makes it better. So it was, it just became a system. You know, it became a system. And it's, to me, this is fun because right. I, it's a product I love. I love bringing it to people. I love seeing people's lives change. I like numbers and sales and I like winning, right? I like right. that feeling too. So there's a lot to it, you know? But um, but I, I am shocked when I talk to, you know, new guys or people that are, that are maybe struggling a little bit. And I'll ask them what you just did. I'm like, well, how often, you know, how many hours are you working or how, many, how often are you texting? Once or twice. Once. You know, I'll look back and I'll like, no, 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 no. Like, go look at my people. Like, I look back and, and then I'll look and I'll literally see, Rick, you know, you can see every text that went through. I'll see 20, 20 of them. So that's 20 days. And on the 20th one, the person goes, sorry, I've been really busy. Can we talk tomorrow? Amazing. Amazing, right? And, and it was. And it had I done mind, 19, everyone, I lost missed. that person. Man, I lo- that's effort. But yeah. it's one mass text that takes five minutes to craft Not even. to a bucket of people that are in either a cold lead, hot lead, whatever. And those texts are different. But you've got them in those buckets. Yeah. Yeah, the, one of the mistakes I made, two mistakes I made, um, I would mass text responded leads. And I thought I was being really smart. And I, I still do this a little bit where I would put in parentheses, if we have already talked, please ignore this message. And then I would put the same message as I put in. And that offended a couple of people that I'd had conversations with. That was lazy. That was just lazy right. on my part. And then also capital letters don't work really well. And I thought I was just getting their attention. I had two people drop off because I was yelling at them. And I was like, no, I was really just trying to... <laughs> Just excited. Yeah, I was just excited. I was really happy. <laughs> so they felt like the caps were. You I was yelling at them. at them. Yeah. So that was a lesson that I learned really quickly. You know. Yeah, so whatever. You don't want them anymore. I know. Well, the bottom line is that's another thing. You when you have this many leads, is you know immediately whether they're a fit. Right. Immediately. You. I, I know by the the tone of the response in their first text whether they're going to be a fit. Sounds great! Exclamation point. Yeah. Tomorrow's good. Or you know who's who's this. Who dis? Who dis? Get those once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those do not work. You right. know, or you know, I, or they'll start giving you information in the text. You know, or and then the other thing too, um, I don't do this a lot, but you know, they ask for information up front. You know, and I do have I, I have a set email that I can say if they really don't want to get on the phone, but we know the minute you send it out, you have not talked to them, you haven't created value. Yeah, what's and, the context of the info? Like, yeah, what are they gonna do with that? They don't even know, and right. what does it mean? And how do you, you know, how do you put into a succinct? And we have all this built out, but to your point, it's a completely different level of engagement unless you talk to them and you and you peel that onion and you get to their whys. Yeah. The stuff is just stuff. It doesn't mean anything. Doesn't, and it looks really expensive before they see the value. You know, they're for $359 a month for a gym. Let's stick with that for a minute. I yeah. want to keep you on that. So what would you say to someone who um, is saying, you know, it's it's too expensive? Like, mm-hmm. does that happen if you do all the work that you've talked about in the first two podcasts? No, it doesn't. It's interesting. And one of the things I got from Jared, actually, which works great, is I tell them about the pricing before they ask. And that sounds a little crazy because they say, oh, don't tell the pricing. But I say, no, no. I agree with you 100%. I throw it out there. I say, and I literally- Well, obviously, that's the way we're I coaching. I tee it up. It. Yeah, I tee it up. And I say, um, everyone asks about pricing, so I'm just going to jump on that. And I say, you know, typical, I start with how expensive personal training is. And that was Jared's idea, and I love it. Um, so typical, you take that away by saying- Typical personal training in Atlanta. pretty expensive. 60, 60 to $100 an hour. 
we're able to give you all that, that connection, that you know, small group, the individualized, for only about $30 a session. If you do, got to be careful, you got to say if you do 12 times a month, because people will right. check you on that too, right. you know, like they do the math. Um, and that changes the whole dynamic. And that, that can end the conversation. And that's okay. And that's okay, because you're trying to get a yes or no. Oh my gosh, that's completely out of my budget. Yeah. You know, um, and then of course, I don't give up right away ever. I was like, well, what is your budget? Well, how important is your health? Like, I can go down some of the typical salesy right. type things. But really, if they're like, I, you know, I, I had no idea. I thought this was a $30 a month gym. That's so rare because the uh, marketing is so good. Right. You know, it really does. But people slip through yep. cracks. You of know, course. it happens. And, and the, the thing is to be efficient, to be organized. Learn that in the first three minutes, not 27 minutes into the call. Right. You know, you've got to move on to another person and, and know that. And, and so, I, I love that yeah. technique of like setting precedence. And a couple not things cheap. can happen. This is not a, this is not a $30 Listen, This is not LA Fitness. It's pretty expensive. Yeah. Now, when you say that, you're, you're setting some anchors, right? For the typical avatar that we have, if you say it's pretty expensive, this is someone who might all day long spend $300 on a dinner. So no to, to sell to to sell them something in that three to four hundred dollar range for personal training, if it's the right person, mm -hmm. it's not expensive. So by saying this is pretty expensive, and you in our ideal avatar, that's not expensive. Yeah, and that's another thing that we they almost scoffed, they've scoffed at me a couple like, of times. Oh, come, oh, on. come on, dude, that's it. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, some spend that, that on wine. Some of that could be ego. Some could be pride. Like I'm a high roller. That's nothing to yeah. me, right? I mean, I hate to say that, but there's some of that involved. But it's also, um, I just like the fact that it sets precedent. So either you're setting them up for the shock factor of the price, if it is a stretch for them, or they're going to hear expensive. And then for the ideal avatar for us, that's not a lot of money. I hate to say it. Mm -hmm. um, and so that it's almost like a, it's almost like downselling them when you actually give them the price, right? Because yep. expensive to them could be a lot more than that. And if you look at the other services and products and dinners and the things that our customer avatar participates in, this is not expensive for them. One not, thing we have to be careful of, not us, but like people selling, and we've talked about this as a lot, and the way that we phrase it is do not sell from your own wallet. Right. Just because you can't afford it as the coach or the director or what have you doesn't mean it's not an amazing value, and it doesn't mean the person on the other end of the phone can't afford it five times over. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that can be hard sometimes for someone who's young who you know, maybe hasn't, you know, made that much money yet. And so for them, they're like, wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But the person you're talking to, it's not a lot of money. Yeah. Right. And so don't sell from your own wallet. Yeah. That's super, super important. And the other thing too, that I learned really quickly because you have such a volume of leads and they're so good is that, um, you know, I didn't go into the salesy stuff. Like there's probably, I don't know, let's call it 10 people that if I had really worked, I could have almost forced them into the gym. You know, it was a stretch and they didn't really want to do it and it wasn't a fit. But I, look, we only need, we want 130 great people in our tribe, right? That. Right. And so why would I force it? Which by the way, we've done, we've all had to do that. When I had to have 300 people in my gym to make it profitable, I had to do that. I would do anything to get that person in, you know? I was talking to someone the other day and do you remember the old um, personal training arm of LA Fitness? Yeah. Boy, they sold hard. Yeah, and, and they would the, sell a year up front. Yes, and one yeah. of the downsides to that would be just this disastrous back end to that. So you would sell someone something that if your sales are, you know, we've done a whole podcast, can you be too good at sales? And mm -hmm. it's speaking to exactly what you said. 
you're going to use your sales wizardry to put someone in your gym that has no business being in there, right. probably can't afford it, said yes, maybe because of some trickery or whatever. But the problem with that is it's gonna, your churn's going to be high. You're going to have mm-hmm. a gym full of folks that really should And they have a bad there. experience. Correct. And then they're out in the community telling Correct. people this place forced me in. I didn't really need it. I couldn't afford it or whatever. So, you know, there's we have it's so rare to have to go down that road. So it really is, you know, you get super good at it. I mean, within five to seven minutes, you know where the, the call is going. And and the good news is the bottom line is if you through texting, if they book the call, they're probably good. You know, they have right. enough there and they really do know about it. So but it's been super fun. But look, you know, getting back to it, getting back to the effort just to kind of close that out. Yep. It's a lot of it's a lot of work. You know, I I don't lie to people, man. It's not, you know, it's not do three you think, hours a day. Um, your lens is is skewed in a positive way, meaning you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. Is there anything that you could offer someone who's brand new to this and it's going to feel like this insane amount of effort? I mean, maybe just perspective on, I think you've done a little bit of that already, mm-hmm. but what what would you tell someone who's like, this is really hard or this yeah. is a lot of work? It's funny, I just had this call with one of our with one of our managers and I said, let me put it this way. And this person's been in the industry for a long time. I said, think of how you're working now we literally did that for 20 years in my other gym. Now, maybe not, I'd say maybe 80% of this, but I sold like this all the time. You only have to do this for 12 to 16 weeks. So as hard as this is, suck it up, suck it up. Like seriously, like <laughs> right. I don't know how else to put it, Right. but it's, you know, and, and again, I'm a little jaded. Like I don't have a whole lot of empathy when somebody tells me and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, if I had to do this for a year, it wouldn't bother me because I know that going way back to my why, this is a 10-year return for me. It's it's probably going to end up being about six months of, of pretty, but nothing like that first 12 weeks, right? 12 weeks, it's a sprint, right? Like, anybody can sprint 100 yards, you know? If you said you had to do that for a marathon, it's impossible. Right. I know that. And, it, and I, look, you haven't done it. But I can share with you, I did that. And look what it did. Like, I was completely burnt out. You knew that when I sold the business. Like, I was done because I had been doing that, that level of selling. I mean, all those funnels we did and all those, you know, right. how many different things right. that we do, you know, selling people things that that I didn't even like, you know? Right. like that. Remember the, what was it? It was a $500 uh, three-month package. And if you sold, if you lost a certain amount of weight, you got all your money back. Oh, the old six-week challenge oh, thing. Oh, my yeah, that gosh. Was, that was interesting. Brutal. Yeah, we People don't have to like, do any of those tricks. No, none of that. And and But that's what, that would be, I mean, I, I'd have to search my brain. But the first thing that comes to me to tell somebody like that is it's short. It's wrap your head around the fact that you're going to be doing this. Hopefully, this is your career. Hopefully, you're doing this the rest of your life. And if you only have to do this, and then maybe once in a while we do a, you know, a fall back to fitness or like I had to kind of step back in. But even when I stepped back in, Rick, like, so I sold those memberships. Then we realized we were going to have the churn. So we weren't going to hit 130. We turned the marketing back on for two and a half weeks. Those two and a half weeks were nothing like the first 12 weeks. They were, I don't know, hour and a half a day, right? you know, because I had gotten so good. The leads were good. And it was such a confident sell at this point because I have a gym. I know you need me. You know, it was very, very different than when I first started. And I was looking at, I need 75 people before I even get paid. You know, like I really had a different, you know. It, it is an adjustment, I will say. Like we we coach to exactly the things you're talking about around effort. It's a push. And we try to steal people against the fact that they're going to have to work super hard for a short amount of time. Nobody believes you, by the way. Well, there's <laughs> a really difference don't. between talking about it yeah. and doing it. 
Yeah. And, and when you get in there to do it, but I will say what you said, listen, one of the great things about entrepreneurship, even if you're an operator and you're not the investor, you're the one that's in there, you're learning to be an entrepreneur. And yeah. there is certainly financial return on that investment, but there's also emotional return on that investment. And what I mean by that is you are building, you're stacking skills, you're stacking resiliency, you're building mental toughness, you're building so many skills that will cross over into any area of your life later. Yeah. Just suck it up and do the work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's like we talked about the way that the brain works. Like if something is difficult and you do it and you overcome it and you succeed, there's a brain chemistry change to that. Yeah. The, the real good stuff is in the work. Like when you and I talk about that 12 week time span for you, you speak of it fondly. You almost laugh when you talk about yeah. the effort that you put in. Cause look at the results and yeah. like you didn't expect it to be any different than that. You, no. you buckled down, you knew it. You, you jokingly earlier said, we're not going anywhere for 12 weeks. I'm going to blow this thing, blow the doors off this thing. Yeah. You focused and you blew the doors off. Yeah. Remember at one point I said, I'm just going to travel around the country and do this for 12 weeks everywhere. And, and uh, at you the know, end of the 12 weeks, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I was like, all I'd have to do is four of these a year. He could just send me somewhere and then give me like a month off in between each one. Of course, Heather was super excited because I wouldn't be home. You know, yeah, so she four was months like, out of the awesome. year. Fantastic. Rami's not right. home. Andrew's going to be like, why don't you go with Rami? I know. It'd be team great. Up on It'd be awesome. And then at the end of 12 weeks, I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that, Rick. You know, it's it's a lot. And that's why I'd like, so, you know, opening the second one now, it's a little bit of a different process. It's a little slower. Part of me is, you know, I'm really frustrated we haven't found real estate, but part of me is also like, nah, I don't mind a little bit of a break. You know what right. I mean? Like the pacing is okay. Right. Like had they stacked on each other really quickly, especially the fact that I had to lean back in on sales, you know, I'm a God person and I really believe that was kind of put that way on purpose. Right. You know what I mean? And so it is a lot and, um, but it's so great, you know? I think we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So yep. again, to reiterate, find your why organize your day and organize your thoughts and yourself mm -hmm. right and put out the effort it's a short period of time you got to sprint every now and then and if you even if you're not the investor even if you're just the operator and you're hired to do this you are learning the most valuable skills about being an entrepreneur so use it as an opportunity to test yourself to learn along the way and what the things that you'll learn and the skills that you'll stack you can take for the rest of your life Totally agree. Couldn't have said it better. Well, I appreciate you, man. I don't know what else to say other than that. I mean, we did a good job of beating this thing up pretty good, but I think it's going to be <laughs> really nine hours. I think it's good for our franchisees to, to, to hear it from someone who's done it. Um, I appreciate the heck out of you, man. I brag on you all the time, but it's so good to hear it reflected back to us in exactly the way that we're trying to teach it. Mm -hmm. So we really appreciate you, man. I appreciate you guys too. It's been great. That's it folks. Rami O'Day. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at alloyfranchise.com for more information on the Alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.